It's Friday, folks. It's February 2. The Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And we've got a good day of sport with Australia and the West Indies at the MCG, the first of the one-day internationals. And the Socceroos at 2.30am Eastern Daylight Time tomorrow morning play their Asian Cup quarterfinal against South Korea. Looking to go through to the final four there of that competition. Bit of news in rugby league to go through. Big uh, news in Formula One as well. Lewis Hamilton, according to reports, set to move from Mercedes to Ferrari next year as well. Uh, morning to you, Pup and Loz. Uh, Pup, also today, we're going to find out mm. whether, well, a cryo chamber session burns, what was it, 800 calories in three minutes? 800 calories, they tell me, at minus 140. Okay. 800 calories we're going to get some. Minutes. An expert yeah, I love it. info about that today. Morning, buddy. Some might accuse you of making outlandish statements well, and you well, can puff the chest out well, and go, told you so, potentially. Well, we'll find I, out. Very rarely do you hear me say, told you so. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's not your style. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time I've got something wrong and it certainly won't be the last. But for now, uh, I'm going with it. That was the information I was told. Uh, I believe it. So, yeah, I love, I love the opportunity to speak to someone that – knows because I certainly don't um, but yeah let's um, let's find I'm also keen to find out what the differences are between the Cairo and the ice bath if there's any benefits there but yeah happy Friday uh, morning Loza um, not much happened overnight I saw the Blues one in a that a one day fixture against WA over oh, in Perth, oh, New South yeah, Wales one. Missed that. How are you? Um, they bowled them out for 161. Mm. They did all right. And then it was I'm a warm day. For, India plays England yeah, starts today. Yeah, that's today as well. And then is the one day, uh, first one day against the West Indies? Yes. That's today as well. So, day-nighter? Day-nighter. MCG. Mm. So, my weekend. Did I read weekend somewhere, or am I making this up, that England are looking at going... With all spinners. No. no James Anderson's playing. They're going Anderson. Yes. Right. But no, you're not making that up because Brennan McCullum said it after the last test match. If the conditions are conducive, they w- he they doesn't will. mind playing all spinners and no quicks. But right. they've decided to go with Jimmy, bring Jimmy Anderson in instead of Wood. So, yeah, and the, uh, interesting. Interesting to see what well, I think conditions are going to be, what, we've, what we saw in the first test in Hyderabad, yeah. I would imagine. It's amazing, isn't it, that... that Leach, who's been their number one spinner, who they obviously like and rate, mm-hmm. to me he doesn't seem like a wicket taker, whereas the other guys that have been bowling look more dangerous than him. Uh, the, the only is, thing, that a, is that a well, no, bad comment? I, it's not a bad comment, but you're, you're looking at the conditions that they're playing in. So that's the only thing I'll say. I, I think you can you can mistake someone being a good test spinner after seeing them bowl in yeah. subcontinent, but they just conditions. looked more dangerous than what he looked. In the yeah, maybe maybe on that pitch yeah. he was, but like, don't get me wrong. Uh, it, the Test match I played in Mumbai, right when I got six for nine, I looked more dangerous than whoever the I can't remember who the second spinner was. Mm. Was it Warney? Was it Nathan Horitz? I can't remember who it was in that day, but. Mate, whoever the other spinner was is a million times a better bowler than me. It's just in some conditions, it's actually the the style of bowl you are. So because I bowl quite fast, all I had to do was sort of put the ball in a rough area. I didn't try and spin the ball, but the natural variation, because the wicket was so bad, one ball would turn half a foot, one ball would bounce, one ball would go straight on. So I think... Don't look too much into it. Nah, I think in the subcontinent, you know, an average spinner mm. or a part-timer yeah. like me can look like – can be as dangerous yeah. as a front-line spinner. Yeah, because they're, they're – like, they bowl ordinary balls too, yeah. but they're good balls. They look unplayable. Yes. Yeah, that's the that's the wicket, mate. That's the conditions. Right. Um, and, yeah, so, and some, that's where – yeah. I, I, so he's I, a more accurate spinner, Leach. Definitely. Would you say and that? I yeah. think Leach is a – Leach would be a better bowler across – 
or across different countries. Yeah. So bowling in Australia, he's got I don't know. I have I haven't watched both spinners enough. I saw a little bit, but he might he might bowl faster, so he might be more accurate. He might bowl straighter, so if the wicket's not spinning in Australia, for example, on day one it brings in LBW. He might bowl wider the crease, so he's got an angle for that inside edge caught bat pad. Um, he might get more drift on mm. the ball. I, I I haven't looked at I haven't looked at, at them close enough. No. Uh, but I, I do know. India have a lot of right-handed batsmen, so left arm orthodox is very hard to face because you can angle. It does. You can bowl quite fast over there, which means it's hard for the batsman to get down the wicket. You angle straight in from where you let the ball go into middle and leg stump, because that way the ball that doesn't spin hits them on the pad. You got LBW. The ball that does spin brings in bowled off stump, caught slip, caught bat pad offside. So. A lot of the time, it's just about getting the ball to bounce in a certain yeah. area. Certainly, as the test match goes on and deteriorates, and then you get the natural variation. Yeah, I reckon that Tenveer Singer, Singer, yeah, Tenveer Singer. Yep, I think he's a good bowler. Yep, I saw him bowl again yesterday. He's, I think he's had success in the shorter formats. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing where, like, you, even let's say Rashi Khan, who everyone's yeah. he's been the best twenty twenty bowler for. However long, years and years and years. And he's very good in one-day cricket as well. But in test cricket, it's a little bit different because you can sit and block a spinner in Mm. test cricket and wait for a bad ball. You can sweat on a bad ball. Where in 2020 cricket and one-day cricket, you've got to look to score. So you've got to try and score off their good balls as well. Or if you're unsure, is that a wrong one? Is that a leggy? You've still got to try and make a play at it. You've got to try and score a run off it. Where in test cricket, you can, you know. So I think bowling spin in test cricket is a lot different. Um, to buy, like, and a good example is Adam Zampa's had a lot of success in short form cricket for Australia, but very different playing Sheffield Shield cricket or, or Test cricket. Yeah. So I, I, that, that's that's the challenge that I think a lot of spinners face, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes conditions in India can make you feel and look like a better bowler than, than, yeah. than what you are. Like I yeah. say, mate, if I'm taking – and I'm, I'm not saying that taking the piss. I'm just being honest. Like, I would have loved to have faced me. The, the times from when I bowled were day five in Australia mm. where the wicket had deteriorated or in subcontinent conditions. Apart from that, mate, it was money yeah. for jam. You're, you're, you're not bowling. No, I didn't, no, I don't think I did. You I just did. think I – you're, you're seeing SCG day five and you're seeing Mumbai. Oh, where I'm not being rude, but my dad could have taken six <laughs> wickets on that wicket. It spun a meter, and I don't spin. I'm not a big. I was not a big spinner of the ball, and it was spinning a meter. It was. It was. The, the pitch was ridiculous. Les is offended by that. Nah, Les is a horrible bowler as well. <laughs> <laughs> if I sledged his batting, he might blow up. But not his bowling. Laws, <laughs> how's your ten-year uh, plan looking? Yeah, ten-year plan's no good. It's out the window. Yeah, I've got to reassess. Well, I was banking on winning two hundred last night. Did so, I hear Hunter two, Valley, two Hunter people Valley in Queensland? Singleton, yeah. right? Yeah, Singleton, okay. sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably right. listeners to the show. Mm. Let us know. And yeah. the wife said, or the Donate partner said, he's, he's not going. He's not going. He's not going to quit his job. He's going to keep working because he loves it so much. Yeah. What See, does he do? No, no idea. Mm. The wife said she's out. She's definitely quitting. Yeah. <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> but uh, yeah. she said, "No, nah, I think the hubby will play on." Yeah. No, and the Queensland family hasn't. Sorry, sorry. The Queensland family hasn't. Claimed the, it, yeah. yeah, claimed it. They, they still don't know they've won. Right. So what do you do now? Back to the drawing board? That's no, back to the drawing board. I'll sit in the room today and I'll nut out a few things. <laughs> not going to swear today? <laughs> I had it spent. <laughs> I said to Clarky, yes, sir. I don't know whether I could spend $200 million, but I did. I had it spent in my mind. But anyway, well, I'll reassess. I'll go back next week. Imagine how many horses? Another draw. Back to scratchies. Back to sh- yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, what, imagine just at the English sales if we won two hundred. You, we'd be just there just putting our hands up left, right and centre. You'd buy a few. Yeah. Oh. You'd buy a few, wouldn't you? You'd have to. We'd You'd have, have, to have, have a nice interest. table up the front. You could, you could sit next to, you know, Mr. Oh, yeah. Waller and, yeah. and the Godolphin people and just start sitting in the middle and just start putting your hand up. Yeah, but you know what would happen? Piero Well, you'd take, you'd take mates out with you. The Philly. And they'd be putting their hand up for everything. Oh. They'd just be making you pay. Your neighbour would spend a lot of it for yeah, you. He would. Mm. He would. But anyway, uh, I've got to put my attention elsewhere, Mido. 
I'm focused on today. I've come up with a couple of horses for the multi to try and make us all a quid. Ah, here we go. This is what we want. We're back. So I'm I'm back. See, if you had won the 200, you would just jam the multi up your backside. You wouldn't. No, I had it picked already. Oh, before it got the results. Okay, thank God. You'd never do a multi again if you'd won 200. No. You'd tell everyone. I spent a bit of time on it yesterday. Good. So I had a bit of time on my hands. Sectionals. Did you, did you go with Middows Horse? Trials, he, actually. What did they give Trials, you? yep. I just looked at trials. I didn't worry about anything else. Okay. Confident? Their first, having their, well, one's having its first start mm. and one's coming back. Oh, first start up from a first, the first start of a campaign. Mm. Well, we're going to get the multi in about 20 minutes time, hopefully. 20, 25 minutes time it should be open. Back pages of the News Corp papers, uh, coaches survey. So... The game's biggest threats, tackling dilemma, why we must ditch P&G and head west. So this is the coaches say. They've all been canvassed uh, in the News Corp papers, the Courier-Mail in Queensland, the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, and some questions posed to them. Uh, next location for NRL expansion, 50% of them say Perth, 23% New Zealand, 10% P&G, 7% no more teams. Uh, biggest issue in the game, player managers, 23%. 20% say the player transfer system, 20% say concussion. Uh, what else have we got here? The biggest threat to rugby league, 40% say concussion. 30% grassroots threat from rival codes. Uh, should there be a trade window? Yes, 37% end of season. Yes, 33% mid-season. No, 30%. Uh, what else have we got here? I love this. Does the NRL consult coaches enough? No, 93%. <laughs> uh, but I guess expansion's the big one because it's uh, the big, I guess, tangible issue we're going to be seeing. We know an 18th team is going to be coming in sooner rather than later. And uh, the government's obviously going to be backing the P&G sort of base bid, but I'm with the coaches. I think Perth's the most practical the the best well, chance for of succeeding a game. And for a national game, the players. Well, well, what's going to be easier to recruit players? A Perth franchise or a PNG franchise? Well, which it, has some sort of nomadic existence based in North Queensland. Yeah, well, it'll be difficult if they're based in PNG to attract. Well, players. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, so look, I, well, what's the cost going to be for WA? You know, it'll it'll that'll be expensive. I'm assuming. Um, but I, look, I, I think the game is looking to expand, and I think if we can expand the game, I think that's great. There's a number of markets that have expressed uh, ex- expressions of interest to be a part of the NRL. I think they're all well worth exploring. I think that West would be great. I think, I think over time, New Zealand, another team in New Zealand, but I still think we need to probably put that one on the back burner and we look at what the Warriors were able to achieve last year. I think if they start to do what they did for four or five years, I, th- I think then that will give it more exposure and it'll be a gr- greater opportunity for us to to go and get a second team in there. I just don't think right at the moment we need to put another team in New Zealand, but I think eventually we, we need to. Um, you know, you you talk to people up in Queensland, they'll tell you that they still need another team up there in that, is it the Southwest Corridor? Ipswich. Ipswich, that way, yeah. Around that way. Um, because that's the fastest growing area um, up there. And, you know, AFL are very aggressive in everything that they're doing. So, look, there's a number of areas that would love to have the NRL, um an NRL team in the in a competition, but it's a matter of the funding. It's a matter of their, their their junior pathway systems, and it's where the game thinks is going. They're going to get greater growth. At the trade window too. The coaches mostly in favour, what seventy percent, but we're not going to have that discussion until the next, dare I say, a collective bargaining agreement because the players, the RLPA, wanted none of it. So well, that won't be canvassed until the next time they have to go around with that. No. I, and I, I think, think that's what a lot of us fans would rather see rather than the system we have in place at the moment. Yeah, but I don't think there's a perfect system. I think if you went to the transfer system that they're proposing, you'd still have people that weren't happy with that. So you can never please all stakeholders in the game. 
It's just what you believe is right for your organisation, and that's the players. But you got to see what the fans think too. I think you need to take into consideration their point of view. You don't have to agree with it, but I think you should uh, consultate with them and, 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 and get an understanding of what they're looking for and, and why they support and the challenges that players face if there's a transfer window. I, I think, you know, as a game, you, you consult a lot of stakeholders and get their views and come up with the right plan that you think is going to satisfy everyone. So there's a story in the Herald today, ARLC rejects Roosters' push for players to skip All-Stars. And and this is going to be difficult with those teams going to Vegas, of course, because the Roosters, they have one trial game, official trial game, and it's February 17 against Manly, who are obviously also going to Vegas. And uh, so the Roosters tried to, you know, get their players exempt from the All-Stars game, but that was knocked back by the commission. Uh, because the All-Stars game, what is it? That's two days before, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Is it Feb 15 or 16? Feb 16. Yeah, yeah I can so understand again, the clubs because the clubs own the player, basically. Mm. But if you ask the player that's eligible to play in that game, a lot of them aren't going to miss out. They want to go and represent their heritage and represent with passion and pride and represent their family, whether they're Indigenous or whether they're Maori Indigenous. So... Um, it's, it's, it's all right coming up with we don't want our players to play and if the players want to step down and, 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 and not be a part of it, they can. But I'm assuming most of the players want to be involved in that game as long as they're not carrying some sort of injury. Brandon Smith, for one, would be in the Maori All-Stars uh, as far as Roosters players are concerned. Joey Manu. Yep. Joey as Manu would well. be, be another one. Hmm. Um, and I, But I understand the frustration that the clubs would have because they want to start the season off on a good note. They want to make sure that they they trial well, have their players available for them, and in particular the ones going overseas. I can understand the so clubs. I, I understand that. They're not going to play yeah, any trials yeah, before round yeah, one. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I, I, I get that point. Those players. I, I, I get that point from the clubs travelling overseas. But it comes back then to the player and, and the player. If he wants to be a part of it, then it's pretty hard to tap them on the shoulder and say, mate, we don't want you going representing your culture. Uh, the schedule. We talk about in cricket and footy as well. T20 red light for green as national selectors make Sheffield Shield return of priorities on the back page of the Australian pup. So uh, this saying that Cameron Green will likely play in the Sheffield Shield for Western Australia instead of the T20s for Australia against New Zealand before the test match against New Zealand or the first of two test matches starts Feb 29. So they want to parachute him into the shield to play more red ball cricket ahead of that first test. I'm cool with that. Yeah, we'll never that. remember the T20 internationals yeah, against New Zealand. I agree. I don't, I don't mind that. I think the other thing as well for Cameron Green, you have to remember he's a bowler as well. So uh, him bowling 20 overs in a shield game versus playing a T20 and bowling four overs is better preparation for the test match series against New Zealand. And again, this is... You know, this is one of the things that I'm I've been pushing for to prioritise Test cricket. So, if preparation is better for the individual player to play a Shield game than a 2020 game, uh, I, I'm all for that. I understand. I know representing Australia is, is is the most important thing, but I think when it, when you've got a Test series just around the corner and you've got to make a call on what is best for Test preparations, um, you know, I'd like to see a lot of the guys. If there's shield cricket on, if there's a round of shield cricket on through that period, I'd like to see a lot of the test guys get back and play for their state because that helps shield cricket as well. Um, And even for those T20s in New Zealand, here's an opportunity to pick some young guys, give those guys a crack. Because like you say, it's a series that... Playing for Australia is still important. Remember the guy who gets his first opportunity to play a 2020 for Australia. That's... That's very special to him or to her. So I think don't, I'm not disrespecting that, but I'm saying, okay, give them a crack. Give them their first mm. opportunity. I think that's it's a great way to, to give a young guy a go and get him into the team. And someone that's had a, a great BBL, for example, they deserve that opportunity while protecting the test players. And when I say protecting, you're not wrapping him in cotton wool. You're saying go back, play for your state. Great for state cricket, but also great preparation before you play an important test series 
against New Zealand. And away series against New Zealand in their own backyard after just losing to West Indies, I'd like to see us be at our absolute best in that series against the Kiwis. Give us a call, 1353-53-0419-767272 on the text line. The multi's not far away. Just a couple of texts here on expansion. The competition isn't close enough for 17 teams, let alone another one. Expand the game or slowly die. We are taking games to America, but we aren't even a truly national competition in Australia. Stop all the talk and just do it. Cheers, Mick. Uh, so some alternate views there. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Now, the multi is open. We'll get to it shortly. I just want to uh, mention for those in the southern suburbs or South Sydney on Sunday, the Botany Big Bash is happening at Boralee Park. The what? Boralee Park. Uh, they're raising money. They raised 6000 bucks last year for Love Gotcha it. for Life for Mental Love Health it. Awareness. And uh, thank you to Joe the Botany Battler, who's an avid listener of this show, naturally a big Bunnies fan, who uh, just wanted to make us aware of this. Uh, he says he'll also be rolling over his 1997 uh, horrendous left armers <laughs> as well. So anyone in the area who wants to Love get there, Borley Park, just near the airport there in Botany. Awesome. Uh, the great activity, charity as well. Great foundation. Great foundation. Got you for Activities life. for kids. Sausage sizzle. There'll be raffle prizes there. That's this Sunday, Borley Park, and uh, raising money for uh, Gotcha for Life and mental health awareness. How can we help, Mido? So we uh, can what do I've just done is I've Googled Gotcha for Life, Botany Big Bash, or Borley Big Bash, and it's the first link. Can we on sign Google. something for them? They can, I don't know. I'm sure we do. can. We'll find Auction something. It off or something. Yeah, yeah, let's do we'll, something. We'll, let's get, and we'll get something for beautiful. sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Definitely. But good on you, Joe, the Botany Battler. And anyone in the area, I'm sure it'll be a great afternoon there at Boralee Park on Sunday. Uh, so get involved for sure. Uh, Loz, this is your first multi in about 16 months, it feels like. Yeah, well, I haven't. Put one out for a long time, mate. Just heading into that. Hey, Loz, yeah. had to drink the Chinese Coronas last night. They went okay, considering it was the only one I had left. Beggars can't be choosers. No, you can't. Finney. You can't. But see what he said there? Went okay. If you drink Corona, usually they just go down like lolly water. Mm. Yeah, they just go down. Isn't it down, funny when down. it's the only one left in the fridge, though? Oh, yeah, you'll find a reason to drink anything. You, you'll... You'll drink vinegar if it's the only thing left to drink. <laughs> Will you? I probably won't. But you, 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 you Balsamic do you. or just all, all white? Methylated spirits, yeah. you'll go anything. <laughs> you'll find Easy, tiger. <laughs> you'll drink anything. Mate, if I'm Gee. looking for it. If tell you're me, on, tell you're you're on. from June, eh? Sorry. You can tell you're from June, eh? Uh, righto, boys. The multi is back by popular demand. The, someone asked me the bank. The, you, it's, we saved the bank. Someone know who... Where was I? And we someone saved the said, bank. And it was my mate who lives in Griffith. Goes, what about Laws saving the bank? I was like, don't give him one ounce of credit for that. You've got to be Definitely kidding. Definitely saved the Lozza. No, the people of June saved the bank. Although, I think it's just a stay of execution. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going. Extra couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> Banks. Come well, on. Mate, just get all the cash and stick it under your pillow. Oh, Forget the ATM. Bring cash back. Anyway, well, I am a cash man. I like it. Yeah. And I'm going to win cash on the weekend. That's exactly what I'm going to do with this BSB multi. So you ready for it, fellas? I'm ready, buddy. Right here. Welcome here we back go. As back, well. Welcome back, back by popular demand. Yep. All yep. right. Fans wanted so it out of retirement. I, I rang around my snouts yesterday just to get a bit of information to see whether they'd support me on these two selections. And there was a lot of support. So I feel confident heading into this morning. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go race five. This is all at Rose Hill tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So both legs are at Rose Hill. So we're going Rose Hill, race five, number three, Celerity with J-Mac aboard. Oh, I like it, Loz. First I've, starter. I've backed it in my own personal pun as well. Little club. two-year-old filly. We're having her to try and run, if she doesn't win, top two. Mm. All right. So Celerity to run top two. And then we're going race eight, number seven. And I think I might have put this horse in a multi before. I'm unsure, but we're going salt coats. First Tommy. up, yep. T-Berry in the saddle. Chris Wallam. So we're Couple going trials. salt coat, uh, coats to run top two as well. So both these horses, well, Celerity is having its first start and salt coats resuming. 
So I think both of them can get us off to a good start tomorrow. There it is. The first multi via Loz mm. of 2024 for the Big Sports Breakfast multi is Celerity and Saltcoats at Rose Hill. Top two, respectively, six bucks in its usual spot. If you're listening to the program for the first time on the Tab app, the Tab website, click on Sports, go to Today's Offers, and then you'll see the Big Sports Breakfast Best. And that's how you can bet on the multi, courtesy of Loz. Remember, what are you really gambling with? Free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Give us a call, 1353-53-0419-767-272 on the text line. Just one of the sad stories over the course of uh, our time off over the Christmas period was uh, Carl Weblos, 42 years of age, taken by that insidious uh, motor neurone disease. And I see this week that the club unveiled the Carl Webb Strength Leaderboard in their gym at the Broncos uh, and uh, did a nice uh, tribute to him and, and had members of his family there. Uh, what I've read in the Courier Mail, he still holds the mark for bench press and squats, Carl Webb. Mm. 180 kilos bench press and 252.5 kilos on the squats. Yeah, would was, that be? Would you have across your time seen oh, no. better than that, just off the top of your head? Uh, certainly, when I was playing, no. Mm. Um, I'm unsure of today. There used to be. Oh, what was his name? Big bloke from Cronulla. Uh, Not recently. No, or previously. no, previously. There's a big guy so from I think Cronulla. Royce Hunt in the gym at the moment. Yeah, that no, wasn't Royce Hunt. It was way before strongest him. Strongest in the game. I think he went to the Bulldogs as well. I can't remember the guy's name. But I think he was a strong man. Someone might yeah. text it in. Yeah. Played for Cronulla, played for Canterbury. 767272. Um, I, I remember reading or hearing about mm-hmm. him being strong. But Carl Webb, what a, a wonderful fellow. Um, passed way too soon. Uh, horrible disease, oh, made a neuron. Mate. It takes too many people too away from us. Um, he showed strength right up until the end. Um, lucky enough to coach Carl with the in the All Stars game. Um, but my memory of Carl, football memory, was when he played for Queensland, mm. and he had that cue uh, in his cut hair. into his hair, mm. and he took on Luke Bailey, mm. um, and he was a feared opponent. Um, players grew 10 foot tall and bulletproof when they had Carl next to them in a team. And the try that he scored, I think it might have been on debut, the try that he scored at Lang Park. It must have been 2001. Was it the Alfie game? No, it wasn't the Alfie that was game. That, it might have been that I think they were coming though. off a hiding from New South Wales the previous year. And Wayne Bennett picked all these young guys and Carl being included. And he ran across the field and he shrugged four or five of them away. And he scored a try in the left, uh, what was it, the western side. Western side. Yeah, it was game, it yeah, was it game was on one, 2001. Left edge, yeah. 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 2001, was it? Yeah, game, game one. one. Yeah, Lang Park. 34-16. Yeah, that's the one. That was a wonderful try. Mm. Just brute strength and power. And he had speed too, Carl. Uh, but wish his family um, all the best, and hopefully they're doing okay. Uh, left behind a couple of young children. Yes. Uh, very sad story, Meadow. Very sad. Hutch Mayava, someone saying, says, George, or hi, Loz, you're thinking of either Carl Lovell or Lavelle or Denny Nutley, no, says Duckman. No, Hutch may have been one, but I think there was someone else. Is it someone? Was there a bloke by Williams? Was there a Jason Williams? Oh. I'm going to need help here. Someone else says, Ian Rubin did more while smiling. And I'm guessing uh, former Rooster. He played for Russia, Ian yeah, Rubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. There Apparently you go. lifted more. Well, I, I can't Look, remember who it is. I, Williams now starts to ring a bell. While, Jason while we're on this, as far as gyms and, and recovery is concerned, mm-hmm. unacceptable gym etiquette. Oh, here we on go. phones. 
Well, what do you mean? So this Mate, week, I, I no, can't. You cop. can text in between sets. No, that's fine. Or no, you can, you can text on while you're on no. cross trainer or treadmill. Yep, no, I agree. No, no, no. If you're on a machine, yeah, you're doing bench or something. You don't finish your bench. No. Come up, sit on the no, no, bench no. and get your phone I out. Agree. No, you, once you've done your set, though, you can stand up and walk we, away. Yeah, and let someone want. else do it. Yes, I yes. hate someone. No, that I agree holds with that. The bench. I agree with that. I agree. I've got work to do. I agree with that. I've got to get this big baby fit. <laughs> well, the other day, for the first time... Big, big baby big being babies. spot on. Yeah. So my gym's like, you know, group training sessions. And, you know, I was paired with this bloke. We are doing upper body. We are actually doing chin-ups. And he goes to me, mate, can you film me? Film. And he asked before, obviously. And, you know, he was, pretty, he was a bit of a rooster. What do you ask you? On, on his phone well, or on yours? Because we were... Is that we a throwaway were, line? No, no, we were paired what? together. Right. Paired together. He probably yeah. He just wanted to, he wanted oh, something yeah. to post on his Insta. And, and I've never felt more uncomfortable. There. Nah, that's all right. That's that's this, today's generation. Mm. Yeah. My daughter I, takes photos of me when I'm in the gym, like just on her own phone. So if I wanted to post something on social media, which I have done in the mm. she got a photo of me doing chin ups yeah. the other day. Mm. So I, yeah, that's my, okay. My, that's my fine. daughter. She films her boyfriend because he her, goes to the gym. Her boyfriend lives at the gym. He is ripped. So oh my gosh. Um, but. I I wouldn't film no, someone. But you don't post I'd spot on. someone. At a gym. But if you're, let's say, if you're, if, if somebody come up to you with their phone, and said, "Can you just take a photo of me doing?" Oh, yeah, I could you do take that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's play. No, no, I was, I was. The mobile phone. How long were you filming? Oh, and what were you seconds. filming? Well, him doing a chin up. Yeah, but right. that's okay. You didn't drift that's around fine. the gym. I reckon that's... you just stayed <laughs> stayed on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he looked at the videos, oh, no, it's me. It's me. He had it on selfie mode. You didn't go for a walk anyway, did you? Because if I gave someone, if you gave one of your mates a phone. Oh, you're taking the piss for sure. You're setting oh, them up. Well, yeah. You're just... Well, you, you film everything but <laughs> what they ask for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly... Right, yeah. Every selfie. Yeah. Yeah. If you say that, you, you yeah. mentioned spotting as well. The yeah, same way. Okay, another... another I, don't li- I don't like training with something yeah, else. You know, I like you training with something We're doing incline bench. Mm. First yeah. rep, he's trying to spot me. Like, first rep. Well, at least let me, like, fall he's, apart. Mate, he's looking right. after you. He doesn't oh, need to touch you, but he's looking and, and after And he's, like, you. yelling at me. Like, go, Oh, he's go. pumping you up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just here to just do pretty quietly get right. stuff. Can, <laughs> I, can <laughs> I ask? <laughs> nah, no, dude, nah. No, what, what did he look like? Oh, no, he was... He was, was, he a, was he a muscle bound? Yeah, yeah, he was... He was, he was right into put it. Put it this way. He was looking better than me. Right. No, he just wants to push and me. Did, then harder. did he start giving he was, you technique advice? Yeah, it was a bit of that. Oh, bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Trainer, I like to yeah. train him. Like, yeah. like I, I don't like anyone coming up to me and saying, "Mate, do do mm. this and do that." Mate. And I'm like, "Mate, I, I've got my own routine. I think don't one, try and tell me what to do. He put his, I might be doing it wrong, mm. but I'm happy to wear those consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for it, sure. But I, I just I, want to get in and get out. Yeah, that's why. Same with stretching. I don't stretch before or after. What about, yeah, that's the thing. You go to a trainer and they're like, oh, have you done your warm-up? Go, oh, mate, it's not uh, It's not the Olympics. Uh. I don't need to warm up. I just come for 45 well, minutes. That's, that's my argument. Or, you know, my first set of weights, just yeah. take take a little bit off. I'll do a little bit lighter the first go. That's my warm-up. That's, uh, that's, that's it. That's me too. That's, that's your warm-up. Yeah. I don't need to go and do 15 minutes of cardio, yeah. 10 minutes of stretching. Yeah. Don't give me those, thera- you know, the bands. Uh-huh. Or he's the bar. Put that, yeah. like, a, oh, mate. That's what, I can't train with someone else. It no, does my head in. No, I know I, what I want to do today. I'm just going to go and do it, and then I'm going to leave. That's exactly right. And if I if, if I leave and there's sweat all over me, I've done a good job, mate. Mm. If there's not, I haven't trained. Yeah, I've wasted my time. Yeah. But see, with the filming stuff, I, I would take it if someone asked me. Yes. But my biggest gripe is when they're on a machine. Yeah, get off. Get off. Give someone, don't just sit yeah, I agree there with that. Yeah. on your phone. No, I agree with that. Five minutes between sets, just having a bit of a. Well, look you don't own the machine. No. You're allowed to share. Yeah, yeah you're exactly allowed to share. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm and with if you, you go and do something else, don't leave your towel on the bench. Yeah, you can't be, like, you you know, can't be greedy Oh, like you that. would do that. No, you, you, would can't, do you can't be greedy. You can't take two machines at once. Oh, three. No <laughs> way. That's bullshit. I'm a super setter. No oh. way. Yeah. yeah. So is the other guy you're doing it with. No way. Yeah. That's greedy. No, I'm, once you get off. Yeah, but the times I go to the gym, no one's there, so I can super set. Oh, my 
my god, nah, you'd be. As soon as I said that, he had a guilty look. He'd still have to. still have to cross train a mark like that's his cross trainer. He can't get on. And then he street exercises. I do have. There's four cross trainers at my gym. Yeah, the same one every time. Hundred percent. Why is that? Habit, comfort. You know, because some cross trainers are newer than others. Mm. Some machines, you know, your legs might go higher mm. or your arms might go. I don't know. That's comfortable. And you do get dirty when someone else is on yes. there. Like yeah. you walk in. You like and it's that like, spot as well. Yeah, you're yeah. like, mate, that's my machine. Well, I'm the same. If I'm in a gym, like I use my own gym, but if yeah. I was to go and use another gym mm. and it was, let's say, a cross trainer, I'd take the one closest to a wall. Mm. Like try and hide in the corner a bit. Well, here, I'll tell you that's, what I, I wouldn't I, take I, the one in the I'll middle. I'll tell you what I do. So, so. That's my cross trainer. Someone else is on it. So I'll jump on because I haven't got time. Yeah. As soon as they jump off Get that, onto that I'll one. Get onto oh, it. Oh, no. I wouldn't do How that. How bad's that? No, nah, that's, yeah, that's, that's habit. That's like, that's um, just, oh, my God. Something wrong up what's here, it, isn't What's it? it called? Like, before you walk out and bat, you've got to do, OCD. Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, you got, like, superstition. Yeah. You don't get so off I'm halfway through your halfway session. Halfway through, if that machine <laughs> comes becomes available, I'll no. jump on it. You either start on it or you have to find, use another I, I, one. And I can't stop myself because I go, stay on it, stay on it. And it just wears me down and I've got to jump on it. Yeah, it's superstition yeah. then for sure. Uh, he's been waiting very patiently, has Warren. Morning, Warren. How are you? Good, thanks, fellas. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, mate. What have you got for us? Um, Jason Williams. I'm pretty sure he played for Canterbury. Jason Williams, yeah. Was he yeah. a big bloke? Was he Was he, a he was, really strong? Was quite, I think he was a little bit like Marty Tapao. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. Ja, a, a Jason Williams. He, he was a, um, I think he was a Maori boy or a, or a, or a Tongan boy, uh, Pacific Islander. And he was a massive man. And I just remember reading or hearing about how strong he was. I think too, and I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm pretty sure he might have been in a bit of bother before his footy career, mate. Oh, righty, yeah. yeah I, I don't know that, but I, I just remember there was this guy I hadn't heard of, and and he he came on the scene, and they just reckon he was such a strong bloke in the in the gym, and he he had good speed for a big fella. Um, but yeah, now I'm going to try and Google him and see whether it was him. And whether he had all the records, but um, there's some super strong people out there. Jason Croker was strong. Like Toots is not a well, Toots is a big bloke, but when you look at some of the massive men in the league, you wouldn't put him in that that category. But strength-wise, he was unbelievable, unbelievable in the gym. On your warrant. Appreciate the call, mate. Plenty of texts here. Uh, Mark McGaw. Was it Tony Williams? Lozzo. Craig from Tenworth. Uh, Denny from Bondi. And also Andrew, say, Marty T from the Broncos. Yeah, is a beast in the gym. Yeah. Yep, here we go. Jason Williams played the wing for the Bulldogs. 94 grand final loss to the Raiders. Took it in a set nah, score nah, just not before him. half time. Not that bloke. Um, Must have been another Jason Yeah, morning, Williams. gents. Uh, <laughs> Ian Rubin, wasn't he the first Russian in space? One of the greatest calls in NRL from the great TK, says Wiseau. I think it was Chris Beattie you're thinking of, Denman John, uh, Sam Tagatisi. Uh, more here on, uh, on gym etiquette. Lads, there are boys and girls wearing clocks and slides to the gym. That's a big no. Uh Laws, to be fair, you using the bench, probably best to go on the treadmill, mate. Sven at Green Point. That's a bit harsh. Uh, Loz Winter is coming. Lay off the mm. bench champ. LP at Manly. Uh, Loz, you have a beautiful body, man. Uh, that's from Lance. Thanks, Lance. Uh, hey, boys, if any of you want a challenge, look up 75 hard. Just completed it. Unbelievable, says Smitty. We'll do that during the break. Yeah, that's what you were talking about. Uh, that's what I was talking about. Biggest, that's the oh, mental, right. mental yeah. physical. Oh, physical. that's... Yeah. That's that your... Yeah. Yes. My daughter's boyfriend's doing it at the moment. Biggest gripe is yeah, guys who yeah. train in bike shorts from the Cerebral Assassin. Yeah, you've got to stick your shorts over the top. Talking about that, what, what about uh, guys? And no that, shirt. You can't train yeah. no shirt in a gym. Having, having a T-shirt on doesn't make any weaker. No. Or you can't lift more weight with your shirt off. I, no. I hate it when people take their shirt off yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Now, no shoes in a gym. Is that safety no, or just etiquette? Both. You can't go barefoot. You put your trainers on. You can't go sandals either. Or thongs, right. but is no. that is that safety? You're not allowed to. Yeah, but what, what's a pair of shoes going to do? 
Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Who cares if it's safety-wise? So I'm yeah. just thinking it must be health reasons, is it? Mate, you just if you go into the gym... Because if you've got a pair, of, if you've got a pair of joggers on... Yes. Oh, yeah, I know, but if you've yeah, got a pair of joggers... If a dumbbell falls yeah. on your toe, it's going to break your toe. Break whether your you toe got, yeah. I agree. Agree. But it's like... Not that you have safety boots. Big no, safety big boots steel caps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your work boots. Turn up with your gym attire and your work boots on. Yeah, well, I've seen tradies do that. Yeah, but I'd rather that than barefoot. But yeah, a, mate, yeah I wouldn't go barefoot. Pair of training, training in pair, the backyard. Pair of joggers is appropriate for the gym. Same as shorts are appro- for a dude. Shorts are appropriate. You can't for go a gym. on your and a t-shirt your, or a single steel caps if you're getting on the treadmill. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> I'm going to look out for the tradies now to see whether they jump on you're the treadmill. You're on the jog. With the steel or, the, caps. or the cross trainer with the steel caps on, or the big boots. No, I don't just think. Leave, just seen. leave your shirt on. Just don't don't yeah. take your shirt off. You look like an absolute. You know what? Welcome back, Brad Rosen's coming up soon. Now we've got some Premier League on this morning. Two matches, in fact, uh, at the moment. West Ham in action against Bournemouth, and I'm guessing there must be an early goal here, judging by what the market's doing. Yes, Bournemouth have scored after three minutes there. 1-0 up at West Ham. Very early days. And to kick off at a quarter past seven Eastern Daylight Time, so in about 35 minutes, Wolves and Manchester United at Molyneux and United at $2.40 with Tab. Wolves $2.80. The draw is paying $3.40 there. Uh, just some results. So the Marsh Cup, the one-day domestic competition yesterday, match in Perth between WA and New South Wales, and uh, great performance from New South Wales. They've rolled WA for 161. Top score for them was Darcy Short, 47. Cameron Bancroft, 32. Uh, but Jack Edwards, eight overs, four maidens, three for 14. Outstanding figures. And William Salzman. 3.1 overs, 3 for 18. A couple of wickets for Chris Green, 2 for 23. Tanvir Sanger, 1 for 41. Ben Dorshus, 1 for 34. And in response, New South Wales, 5 for 163 in the 33rd over. So they've won pretty convincingly there. Daniel Hughes, 52. Ollie Davies, 38. So good performance from New South Wales. Uh, we've got... Golf on over at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am as well. Opening round action and Justin Rose, the Englishman, leads uh, four under through eight holes. The weather looks very average. As Evan Priest told us yesterday, it was expected to be ordinary, the weather, and we've just got it on on the monitor in front of us and looks... Well, that looks better that than looks yesterday. Better. That looks better there. Well, the shot I just saw before looked... Well, it looks, yeah, rainy and foggy, and I'm guessing it's probably windy as well. Uh, but, yeah, very early days in that tournament over there in California. Now, oh, the Formula One news, that's what I had to get to. So it has been confirmed. Ferrari have put out a statement confirming that Lewis Hamilton will be joining uh, Ferrari from Mercedes from 2025. So... Seven-time world champion looking to win an eighth across at Ferrari. Amazing. So that's a big story in Massive Formula story, One story yeah. this morning. Jeez. Over to Ferrari. That's, um, that's a game-changer, Mitter. Yeah, and you Didn't wonder what, that. what sort of effect that has on other teams and drivers, etc. Other et drivers as well. That's the other thing. Mm. Mm. He's been with them for, what, 11 years, did you say? Mercedes? Not sure. Long time. So he's just obviously wants to win another championship and doesn't think that Mercedes have the right car. I'd say that'd be the motivator. (laughs) You always say someone like that, like you're not short short of money, so it wouldn't be money. But, mate, who knows the money that Ferrari's throwing at him? Mm. He's not. Le- he w- you can't imagine he'd be leaving for the same fee. Put it that way. Because Ferrari's in regards to where his car sits and where Ferrari sits, there's not a significant difference. At the moment, Red Bull's winning everything. Yeah. So if it was about winning championships, if that's all he cared about, Red Bull, he'd be going to Red Bull. So I know. Again, it's the same conversation we've had. What's the difference between yeah. one billion and two billion? <laughs> a billion dollars. So uh, Ferrari must be just throwing. 
How, did, how long is the deal? Did Ferrari say it? Uh, I need it's probably a f- three or four year deal. And it'd be wor- it'd have to be just a monster deal. It's got to mm. be. It's yeah. a multi-year deal. That's yeah. what they're saying. So yeah. I'll just find out how long. It's so, three or four yeah. year deal. I, I don't follow the F1s as, as much as what you guys do. But is is he still driving as well as what uh, he has? Car, his car's just, yeah. I know, I I know think, it's all about the car. Yeah, but Red I mean, Bull have he, just been... Ferrari's been doing well as well, though. It's not like Ferrari. Ferrari's always at, up there, always mm. at the top of the tree. But Red Bull's just on fire at the moment. But, yeah, if, that's, if it was just about winning, then he'd be negotiating with Red Bull. Yeah. But, oh, mate, Ferrari's been, mate, to drive for Ferrari, my God, no matter who you are. Yeah. Well, he like, started the with McLaren, and then he left unreal. them to yes. go to Mercedes. Yeah. And now he's heading to Ferrari. Oh, well, good on him. That'd be creating big news over oh, there, be massive, overseas yep. in huge, Europe. Huge, huge, huge. You make of this behaviour, morning boys. I didn't get a bloke's phone, but I was playing bowls in Wagga on the weekend. My opponent was falling behind on the drink, so he gave me his credit card to buy beers and my six pack for the ride home too. Says Turtle the Milkman. So he's just taking the credit card. Went right out. While I'm here, I'll get your beer. I'm going to get myself a six-pack and take it home with me. So, so I've handed you my credit card. Yep. And I've gone and get a six-pack. You've pack. gone and got a six-pack. Yep. But he is claiming he was falling behind as far as their shouts concerned. So he thought, well, the way I'll compensate is I'll get myself a six-pack. Yeah. No, if you're good yeah. mates. <laughs> if you're good mates, yeah, that's I'm something you do. Sure. Of course you do that if you're mates. You get him back for sure. If someone's fallen behind on a shout, do you say, mate, mate, he's not get shout, a move on? If, yeah, you go, get a move on. Then if he doesn't, and if he's silly <laughs> oh, enough then me. to give you a credit card, you, you know what your mates are going to do. <laughs> you just know. Well, I know what mine are doing. <laughs> Probably a bottle of scotch as well. Ordering little. another yeah, round. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a six-pack. Yeah. Very good morning, Brad. How are you? Morning, boys. Just want to let you know I'm Loza's mate and Loza, just that credit card. Yeah. No problems, my brother, whenever you're ready. <laughs> well, if you're falling behind, Brad, you're entitled to grab. I'm telling you what, right now, I promise you I will fall behind. If I can grab that credit card, <laughs> I will be behind. Well, it's mate, it's maxed out at the moment, so there'll be nothing <laughs> on it. Yeah, right. Okay, Brad, I, I want to go stateside first, actually, because it was yep. big, a big story obviously with Ben Simmons coming back this week and putting yep. a really good performance in his first game back. And now he misses his second game back. What's going on? He's got some uh, sort of knee injury. Uh, popcorn, fellas. Popcorn. Play the Benny Hill music. This thing's unbelievable. Look, I mean, a bit of me sort of says it's 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 probably that load management and what they do and, you know, they'll just see how they go. But time will tell. But, oh, it's one of those things. You're just tired of it, aren't you? Like, just play. Just want to see it play. Stephen A. Smith came out this week that I absolutely loved, and he said, no one can get an award in the NBA. No one's allowed to do anything unless you get 63 games. And I love that. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, brilliant. Great. Now, then players, I saw Draymond Green comes out and says, well, now you're going to get players. Just play for the sake of trying to win awards. No, nah, don't care. Get them out there. Make them play 63 games. We want to see the best play every time. Brilliant. Love the idea. Mm. What's his talk about Josh Giddy and a potential move away from OKC? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting to see how it plays out. Now, Josh is playing really well, but they've got two really good players there uh, in OKC that will get max deals. So the situation is the chances of Josh getting a max deal could be less than what it was before. My mail on this is that I think they'll do everything they can OKC to help him and make sure he's done right. So... I don't know, just something says to me, and I don't know, if, obviously, what's going on in the background, but maybe he will sign a max deal, but it's like a sign-and-trade deal. So my gut says I don't think he'll be at OKC long-term, but, I mean, he'll be fine. Like, he'll get his 250, 300 million. There's not going to be a worry of that money-wise. But, yeah, I think it'll be a shame. They're pretty stacked the way OKC have done it, and they've got so many trades and so many options at the moment, and they're building a really good team there. So I could see him going elsewhere for a trade. His minutes have gone down slightly yeah. this year, haven't yeah. they? Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's sort of the sign of where I'm coming from. Mm. So the way this team is built now, a Josh Giddy with the with the ball in the hand and you know getting his 12, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists game, 
is brilliant, and there's so many teams in the NBA would NBA would want that. But OKC, OKC, the way they're being built, is not necessarily having him with the ball in his hands as much as what they need, and that really is not good for Josh because he's too good and he needs the ball in his hands. So it'll be an interesting, you know, watch this space. But look, I, I mean, now day and age, getting traded again on another team and dominating there, you, you've seen it so many times before, and I can see it happening again. Yeah, I, that's amazing. Well, from an outsider looking in, they've, they've got so many players on that squad, so their recruitment, they've recruited the same sort of style of player. How does that yeah. happen? Yeah, well, that's that's what happens when you draft. So, you know, that they've got their players via the draft. You know, Josh, I kind of remember, he's number five or six, and they got him up this year. Um, you know, he's number two or three or whatever he was. So, so they've taken what they feel is the best player that they can get for their program. But now sometimes, you know, with what they've done, it's like, well, hang on a sec. Yeah. So know, their strategy's good... been to just take the best player rather than the best fit for our team? Well, I think a bit of both. But, yes, yeah. I would say more to that thing and the thing they've got now is because they've got good trades and what they've got now they've got bargaining power so now they can say right we'll give you Josh but this is what we need to make it to the next level and teams will give that away for a Josh Giddy. Uh, let's come back home then and uh, we've got well the Kings have got a huge game against Adelaide tonight yes. they're coming off a great win against Melbourne United the other day but they get yes. some some cavalry back tonight don't they? Yeah, they do, and it'll be interesting to see. Well, I assume Galloway and Hogue are going to play, but it hasn't come out properly yet, so we hope. Galloway only missed one, I think, game with a shoulder injury. Should be fine. Everything's okay there. Uh, Hogue's missed a lot of minutes, so I don't know where they're going to fit him in um, to be able to do that. Now, he's an all-NBL player last year. He made the first team, and, you know, the... the that, that what he's done for this for this league is phenomenal, but he hasn't been great for the Kings purely because he just hasn't been on the court. Mm. So now you've got a situation where Coach Mood now has got to go to Adelaide, needing a win badly and trying to fit guys in that haven't played. So tough situation. They lost to Adelaide the last time they were down there in a really dismal performance. They lost to South East Melbourne in one of the worst performances we've seen last week. But yes, bounced back brilliantly against Melbourne on Sunday. So a must-win game for the Kings if they want to stay in that top four. Jack Jumpers were good last night, buddy, but are cans yeah. cooked? Are they gone now? Yeah, look, I mean, mathematically they can make it, but that's the loss they didn't need. Yeah. They're 11 and 15 now. You know, 14 wins may get you in there. They're not getting there. There's, you know, they've got two games left. That's not enough. 13 won't be. So, yeah, they're done. Jackies, they've been up and down a little bit, but they showed last night their pure class. I think they'll that'll clinch them the third spot. They still need another win or two, but, yeah, they'll be third and looking very good this year. Can anyone come close to the Wildcats or, or Melbourne United? Um, Tasmania is probably the only one there, uh, Loz, I think. Uh, but you're right. They're the two that are far out by, you know, out everywhere. But look, one-off games, series, as you never know. But right now, yeah, it's, it's theirs to lose to get into that grand final. And that's why I think it's so important for Melbourne and Perth to keep winning, and more so Melbourne, because no one wants to lose that home court advantage. It will be huge in a five-game series for either of those teams. This is just a text message came, uh, coming in, Brad, for you. Um expansion and someone's asking mm. about the possibility of the Newcastle Falcons being a part Oh, good old Falcons. God, I love that place. Yeah. Uh, look, the expansion is definitely on the cards for the NBL. Larry Kessel, the owner, has said that in multiple times. Um, you know, we had the Blitz, um, which is the pre-season tournament in Tasmania a couple of years, and Tasmania ended up there. There was one this year in Gold Coast. There's very much talk about a team being in Gold Coast. There's been talk about one being in Darwin, a second team in Sydney, second team in New Zealand. Perth, there's been so many talks. The one thing I haven't heard, unfortunately, haven't heard Newcastle on there. Anything's possible. My gut says no at the moment. But, oh, boy, I love the old Newcastle Falcons. God, that was a great team. Bring back the Geelong Supercats as well. Cam- oh, Cannons. the Geelong Supercats. Oh, oh, Cam- well, Canberra. There. there was a talk about the Canberra Cannons there for a little while. But, look, anything's on the card. I mean, the NBL's open to all offers. But the one thing is, is it's got to have good backing now and make sure that it's only huge that what can happen. They've just signed an MOU with Japan now league in B-League, which is outstanding for the league. And people want to be involved with the, with the NBL. So great times ahead for the NBL. And, yes, absolutely no doubt we will have more and there will be expansion. But... It'll be interesting to see where it goes. My gut says Gold Coast next. Well, Brad, it's been great to talk to you again, mate. We'll chat to you. Deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef.
I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. And here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworth stores. Remember, we're located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, just ask for Garlo's pies by name. Garlo's pies, they're thin on pastry. They're big on meat. Ali Mosley from Sky Racing is joining us. Ali, good morning. How are you? I'm good, Meadow. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. On a Friday, a 10-race card there at Rose Hill tomorrow. And the young horses will certainly be a focus with the Kennenbury. Let's start with the Colts. How do you see this race unfolding? Yes, an interesting one. I'm actually really keen on one in the Widden Stakes, but in the Canterbury, we talk about this two-year-old picture taking shape and a couple of these we have already seen, uh, even last preparation, who've now come back in. They've had a little break, the likes of Prost, who ran behind his stable mate, Espionage, and the Breeders, and then he's come out and trialled really impressively. I remember this horse when he was young as well. He's uh, bred by Jerry Harvey out of a mare called Summer Meteors by Snitzel, and he always had ability and I think he was one that just needed a little bit more time and we saw that in the trial I went out and saw him last week and he's just really furnished so I think he warrants his quote but it's not a race that I would be diving in head first to I think he will be hard enough to beat but I reckon I found a handy one in the wooden stakes instead. Rightio we'll give it to us <laughs> Um So it's Manal she is $6 at this stage, this daughter of Tussort. She came out last uh, last prep and won the gym crack, but they always said that she would be even better with time. So they gave her, kicked her out, had a little break. She's come in and had two trials back in. She's another one I went and saw at the trials last week. She trialled in that same race behind Prost, and I love the way that she's come back in. She was always a bit of a scopey filly, so she had room to fill out into her frame, and that's exactly what she's done. And the team have said the same thing. So I thought her trial was super in behind Prost. She was just working to the line really nicely, running fifth. So she's six bucks, and I think she's the one that's been forgotten in the market in the wooden stakes. So I'm, I know Lady of Camelot is, will be hard enough to beat there at 2.25. She's just a speedy little little thing, and, and, and that she certainly is. I think her half-sister, Platinum Jubilee, um, suggests that she's got that early two-year-old uh, form on the board. But um, I'm with Manal here in the wooden stakes. What's your best on the program tomorrow? Well, I've got one tonight, actually, that I'm pretty keen on. Yes, so I thought we'd kick off there, um, hopefully roll into into Saturday with a little bit of a bank. Uh, it's Bubba's Bay for Chris Lee's, I think. She's been really well placed there. She's found a very winnable race in the final event on the program there at Canterbury. Okay, race uh, seven, number one for our listeners. Race seven tonight, Canterbury, number one, Bubba's Bay, is $2.80 currently. Uh, and then in the highway, I'm, I'm going to shop around there a little bit. I think, again, the favourite for Brett Kavanagh at 350 looks a handy one, but I'm going with two in that race who I reckon you could chuck into a place multi or something like that. Uh, the first is Sonotes, who's 950. It was a real eye-catcher last start in the highway. Uh, so that's runner number three. And then it's actually... The favourite, our favourite's Jay Safe stablemate there for Brett Kavanagh, Proud with Pride, and she's 23 bucks at the moment. So, Cenotes and Proud with Pride. Okay, keep going. I'm throw both of them in in the highway. Uh, and then I think in uh, the final event on the program, again, I'm going for value because we're coming into that part of the year where I think you can start to pick around the edges and find a little bit. Um, and I like Afterlight with James McDonald aboard. So, this is in the last race on the program. Uh, I'm keen on Afterlight, James McDonald and Chris Waller. She has been up long enough, but I don't think that's an issue. I think they've spaced her runs and, and kept her uh, ticking along really nicely. So Afterlight, but then it's French Endeavour who I'm really keen to see back. So she ran last year and she ran a huge race in the T-Rose. Um, flash time again. She came out and ran behind Tropical Squall and was probably just at the end of her preparation stepping up to the mile. She doesn't have a rider notified at this stage, so I am hoping that she runs, but she's 10 bucks at this stage. Both her trials back in, including her most recent one, have been absolutely super. So hoping that she does have a run, and she's 10 bucks at this stage, so let's have a little something on her and Afterlight in the last. Okay, Ali's bet. So she does like in the Widden, race five, number one, Manal, $6 currently. Tonight at Canterbury, her best there, race seven, number one, Bubba's Bay, $2.80. I note that Bubba's Bay's Jewel accepted as well for the last race tomorrow at 
uh, Rose Hill yeah. as well. So we'll I'm see what she happens. Comes out of there too. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's scratching time for Canterbury tonight. Uh, soon. Uh, Sonote, so her other bets tomorrow at Rose Hill, race two, number three, Sonote, and race two, number 10, Proud with Pride, backing two in that race and backing two in the last as well. Race 10, number two, Afterlight, and race 10, number five, French Endeavour. Have I missed anything, Ali? No, you're spot on, Mido. <laughs> we need one more opinion of yours. Loz yeah. has his first multi of 2024. So he's... Oh, wowee. He's uh, going hard. He's going early. So I've got Celerity in the Widden to run top two. And then in race eight, Salt Coats to run top two as well. Uh, I like Salt Coats. Celerity is an interesting one. It's interesting that um, James has elected to get aboard her. So that says enough, I suppose. Um, And we've had so many people talk about... James Cummings and Godolphin not stepping out a lot of handy two-year-olds yet, but that's not to say we haven't seen them. So uh, I think having not been able to see her, I know she's had those two trials. James has trialled her on one of those occasions, and I dare say every time James sits on a two-year-old, he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, So the fact that he's on her is a tick, I think. So definitely, I like it. And then who else did you say we had? Salt Salt Coats. And what race is Salt Coats? Race eight, number seven. Yeah. Race eight, that's right. So Salt Coats has been uh, trialling pretty well, I thought, too. So, look, I mean, um, I think you could be off to not a bad start here, Mido. Uh, look, oh, I'll take the credit if it wins, don't worry. Sorry, Mido. No, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. It's a minute to seven.